It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Gather around your speakers, hoop heads. It's NBA story time. Jamel Johnson here to spin you tales of NBA shenanigans you didn't know you needed to know. Like that time when a little startup league tried anything to be relevant. Or when Ricky Davis earned himself a dumb nickname. I also love you, Ricky Davis. Catch a new tale on NBA story time every week. Then listen to the post game where I break it down with comedians, ballers, and what have you. Find NBA story time on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Long overdue podcast, the forgotten member of the Benton Savages, John Wisniski, joins the show. He was a part of the front house with Kevin and I, 337 West Benton Street. He talks about his journey from Dowling Catholic as a big-time recruit with multiple offers to Iowa City to a master's in theology and a whole lot more. Let's have a day. Let's go. Welcome back, Washington Balkans fans, episode 229 of the podcast, and today it's actually a full house. Uh, Kevin showed up to the beginning of the podcast, which is a tremendous honor for both Kluver and I to have, who, who used to be our co-host, but now who feels like the president of the United States, join us on time for once. Uh, and then on top of that, we've got an old friend, uh, what I'm finding out to be a very old friend for Kluver. Um and a, a tremendous human being who Kluver teased a little earlier in the maybe last episode or two episodes ago, uh, John Wiz, our guy, our old roommate, um, good friend, tremendous human. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Like Kluver said, it's been a long time coming. Glad to be here. John, your face is so skinny, my man. You think so? I Well, it, in comparison to... So Compared I, to where I was. I do a little... I do a little hey, Kluver. You looked well, in a mirror lately, bro. You lost a few pounds too. I well, okay. Kev, Kev out of fucking left field. Kevin's out in the middle of I don't know. He's in the surgery room somewhere right now. Um, <clears throat> Own sounds like it's stuck up somebody's ass. <laughs> he's he's doing this from inside of someone's colon. So, um, great start. <clears throat> I uh I have your Instagram pulled up on the computer here. I. I'm the one who does any prep on this. If we do prep a little bit and uh, you know, just scrolling back through the face was a little more filled out. 
I'm sure the biceps, the biceps were a little bigger. What did you weigh when we played? Uh, I think if we're getting specific, my goal weight was like 248. I want to oh, yeah. say that we're was specific on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, very. You know, you got to make the window. So, yeah, that was a few pounds ago. We dropped a few. How did you? Uh, How did you feel about the window and 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 weight as a general um, thing during our our time at Iowa? Certainly a source of anxiety at times. I didn't have as much trouble keeping it on as some guys. Um, I was, I was pretty on top of it for the most part, but, uh, you couldn't mess around. You had to know where you're at coming into the facility, whether you're going to have to chug a few power aids, whatever the case may be. And there were, there were a few of those that happened from time to time, but, um, yeah, for the most part, I I did all right that way. (laughs) So what do you weigh now? I am like anywhere between 225 and 230. So so not compared to some guys, you're still a little, not too much with, since we started this podcast off with weight uh and that anxiety one time i was in the hot tub preparing for a lift when uh coop came in from the weight room into (laughs) the hot tub with a trash bag on and proceeded to try and cut weight while his group was weighing in that is (laughs) I, I never heard that story. That's incredible. <laughs> I, think, I think Drake, you told me that one time, but I don't know if it was on the podcast. Man. Yeah, man. He, he literally, and, and then I wanted to see what was going to happen. I went into the weight room. I followed him into the weight room and they were just screaming like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get it by any means, man. There was some funny you stuff. You got to work for it. Yeah. What, how, how heavy did you come in at? I was a skinny guy. Uh, maybe 210, 215, I want to say, my freshman year. And the private money at Dowling Catholic just couldn't get you any higher than that? Or what's the No, what's, that's what's about as good as I could do. I, yeah, I just didn't – I don't know. I mean, I burned a lot of calories in high school. I was lucky I had a good metabolism. But that first – six months it was like packing on the pounds i still remember i don't know if it was ray hamilton or somebody talking to me you know commenting on the six packs that i I had back in the day and he's like you kiss that goodbye in about four months and lo and behold by that spring i was about 15 pounds heavier yeah um so for the listeners john Wiz, he lit you guys have heard us mention him kind of in passing about the benton group john is kind of like the He's like the, 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 maybe the forgotten member of the Benton Savages, I would say. Um, he lived in the front house with Kevin and I, and he lived in the upstairs. It was like John's attic. The loft, it it yeah. was like this, it was, I wish everyone could see the room uh, with, he lived with his shoe collection of God had to be just 200 pairs of shoes. Too many. Too many. And do you still have all those? No, I sold most of them. I still got a few pairs hanging around. If anybody's wearing a size 13 and is interested, you can hit me up. Man. Um, and, and, and then you, did you move out in the final? You Yeah. So Connor and I moved in together. Like it was literally down the street. Right. Um, that new apartment that went up by the come and go. We for like a year and a half or so. Just, just senior year. Just yeah, last year. That was it. Yep. Yeah. And so, and so John is, John is part of the squad. And even before that, uh, I knew all about John Wiz because take it back to circa 2000 and 
probably five was the first time five or six. Yeah. Um, on the AAU baseball circuit in Iowa, John was at the time, you know, at the time he probably wasn't that big, but he looked damn near as big as he looks now <laughs> to us. And he played on the West Des Moines Cubs who were a select team <clears throat> and the Marshalltown Bobcats who were not a select not team. <laughs> Town team. Um, <laughs> uh, we're pretty good at baseball for a, for a town only team. Like we for were sure, decent. Yeah. Uh, but when we faced John Wiz and the Iowa Cubs in the state championship game of the 2000 and I think it was six AU baseball tournament, I had never seen someone throw a little white baseball. So goddamn <laughs> fast in my life, dude. And neither had my teammates. We got zero hits. I think we made contact twice because they had John Wiz and another kid lefty named Brock Everett. And I'm a tour now. I don't know if you guys heard that. He made the, uh, he made the tour. PGA really? Tour. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember what, uh, what tournament, but he's so been, he can, so he could smoke it on the mound and he can golf like a motherfucker. Well, yeah, that's, that was the crazy thing to me is that he would be golfing like every weekend and it never messed up his baseball swing. I did not understand that. Like he could still do both. He'd always have like one, one hand that was just completely white and then everything else, you know, cause he'd been out on the course all hey, morning. I had it the exact same way Wiz, and that's cause I hit the ball from the opposite side. I was a right-handed batter. And a uh, golfer. That probably helped. Yeah. It was amazing. Nobody like nobody got to play golf and baseball at the same time, except for this guy. Seriously. But he was lefty lefty and he, yeah. he managed that's, to do, I don't know how he did. Yeah, but uh, I had it the good way. And this kid, Drake, Drake and Kev. This kid, who threw faster, you or him? It was pretty close. I think I think I probably had him by like a mile an hour or two. And you guys were like touching seventies. I'm pretty sure in like sixth grade. It was pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Now back. Do you remember AJ Puck? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, he, uh, you, he were, Tommy was probably, you, you three Puck was like that too. He's still, he's still playing. He's yeah, a was like the number two overall pick. Well, yeah, and he's nice. Yeah. And I thought back then that you would still be playing baseball at this point, John, like I thought you were going to have a 15 year career in the MLB. I was convinced because I yeah. hit everybody in the state, but I couldn't touch John Dubb. So like what would take me all the way back to that and what the young John Wiz thought his athletic life was going to look like in sixth grade moving forward yeah yeah it was definitely uh it was definitely baseball um that was that was kind of my first love so my dad played in college he played at Iowa State yep before um before they got rid of the program in like 2001 I want to say so we started you mentioned that team we started that team with uh Nick Burnaby yep and Anthony Dankinger a couple other guys but those were kind of some of the main families um we had started that 2003 or 2004 and we played on the same travel ball team for six years I guess it would have been five or six years in a row every summer and you kicked uh, ass. on the road we were pre- yeah we were pretty I mean we were pretty good I wouldn't say like it was select it was definitely select but we weren't like um some of these ones that you'd have tryouts and stuff sure. like it was more of a family atmosphere we just happened to have a pretty good team on top of it yeah um but yeah, uh, for most of my grade school years, like baseball was definitely the focus. Um, I pitched and played uh, first base mainly, played some in the outfield. Um, but 
you know, when I got to high school, things changed a little bit. I, I had, I, I haven't told many people this, but I had a pretty bad case of the yips my freshman year. You guys really? know what that is? Where you, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, where, I know. Like specialists know all about the yips. Okay. Yeah. You should, you should know that for sure. It's like, it can be debilitating, you know, where you're like, all of a sudden, like, did I forget how to throw a baseball? You I got know, it like, for two. I, I've never told anybody this. I got it for two weeks in the middle of our junior year. Oh I man. Could, I couldn't snap a spiral for two weeks. So you know what I did? I just didn't fucking snap at practice. And I just hoped that yeah. I figured it out in the games. And it, and like, you just got to kind of shut your mind off. Yeah. And it, and it worked. And then eventually it came back. But like, there was two yeah. weeks during our junior year where for two, in the middle of the season, I did not snap a ball other than team period and on game day. That's wild. I didn't know that. But that's seriously, the yips are real, man. Like, even guys in the pros get that from time to time. I can't remember who it was. One of these MLB pitchers wouldn't. I remember. He still yeah. be playing. He won't throw to first base. Nope. He'll under. He'll, he will not throw to first base yeah. either. I'm talking about picking people off. Like he'll. Right. Like people know he just won't throw over because he's like freaked out about it. He can only throw the mound. Um, but anyway, I had that experience my freshman year, just kind of like shifting out of a team where it was like my dad's the coach. And now all of a sudden, like I'm with all these kids, I don't know, mm-hmm. kind of freaked me out a little bit. It ended up being okay as I got older, but um, just never really had the same experience in high school that I did growing up. Um, and then at that point, I kind of started to get uh, bigger, taller, uh, put on some weight, and Dowling's kind of a football school, so I began to focus more on that, like come sophomore year, thereabouts. How did it feel to buy all your state championships? Really? <laughs> oh, I knew this was going to come up. I knew <laughs> this was going to come up. You know, when I was there, it wasn't like that. This is two so, v two. This is two v two now because Kevin's a Catholic private that's school true. as well. So that's true. Kevin knows how that goes. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I was expecting this to come beat up. Beat him on the field, Drake. I don't know what your problem. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Never played really him. Lo- Never played him. Loves to hate him. Didn't get They're the opportunity 16, to play Dowling. Eighteen-year-old kids like you would have lost. Um, we did not have too many uh, John Wizzes running around Muscatine or Amara um, Darbos. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I was worse than Wiz in high school by a, a, a significant margin, and I was uh, considered our best player. Um, so that's where that game would have gone, Kev. Hey, Wiz, question for you. Did yeah. y'all, like, I know some, uh, some Catholic schools out there give, like, scholarships to athletes. Did y'all do that or no? Not that I know of. No, no. Yeah, yeah no, we never did that either. It was uh, – you know, there's some some schools around our area would give it to like freshmen just to get them in the door. But hmm. you know, this this uh, you know argument out there that the private schools are out there recruiting kids and they come here to free, it ain't it don't really hold up to real life a whole lot. Yeah, no, we touched it. No, now. people just want to play. I mean, now like they had a couple good years early on, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, they won two in a row, they won three in a row, they won four in a row. It's like people want to play somewhere that they're winning. They finally a lot got of small town kids get more exposure if they come into town. There's no school district, so you don't have to worry about that either. Right. That's a big part of it. They just yeah. show up. You know, you don't have to go out and recruit anybody. Yeah, the, uh, I was actually at the old Dowling Catholic High School the other day working with their long snapper. So now I'm just con- I'm just contributing to the problem now. Yeah, see, uh, you're right on board with us. They're building a new. Kluver is a huge sellout. Wiz, <laughs> this this dude, it, he'll he'll fucking sell out to anybody. And I'm not even gonna I mean, nil baby. Yeah, there's no refute there. I I just tweeted yesterday that if Culver's would have paid me, I would have dressed up like a butter burger and snapped long like long hey, you snapping. and me both man yeah cheese curds into people's mouths for 200 bucks <laughs> and some free hot fudge sundays um 
Yeah, man, I, I, I had it in my mind that John Wiz was going to play baseball, but then we did get to high school and obviously Dowling, we played you guys several times, basketball, football. So we saw each other, God, three, four times a year. Um, and as some of the, I hate to say this and I, I really, but as a better athlete in the state, I'll say you were a better athlete in the state. I'm not going to include myself in that, but you know, you see articles and kind of the highlights, um, you know, you're starting to get the recruiting stuff like that. And somehow, some way <laughs> they leaked a little Drake. They leaked a little Anifar into the water over in West Des Moines because fucking John blew up. Uh, this guy must have been living in the weight room. Dude slept under the squat rack because John turned into <laughs> Phil Heath like sophomore year. And I didn't know what happened. I was very confused. John, please tell me, we talked to Mark when we had Weissman on. Yeah. He said he would just go in the weight room and he, he would just do every machine for like five sets to failure and then leave. What was your high school lifting? Like, how did you get that big? Was it, do you attribute some of this to like good genetics that you just yes. did it? Okay. Yeah. More, I would say more than anything else. A lot of it was just, I mean, natural. Bro, look at his face. I know he's beautiful. He is. <laughs> I'm- we we didn't have like a crazy lifting program. We did um, BFS, I think it was bigger, faster, stronger. So it was yes. probably more structured than a lot of schools. So, was that we, good? Yeah, uh, yeah, we did that too at my school. I mean, I feel like half the high school programs out there did bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it wasn't anything nuts. Um, I let's see. So, so freshman year, I didn't play basketball, and at that point, I was like probably six, three or six, four and knew that football was kind of starting to become the move. And so I just, during that, during that winter, like really hit the weights at home and um, came out like sophomore year, I was probably six, six, four, maybe 200 pounds, something like that. And lean, lean and mean lean. Yeah. I was lean for sure. (laughs) Dude, that is absurd for a 15 year old kid. Oh. Yeah, I I outgrew everybody pretty pretty early on, so yeah, that helped the, out. Whoever had to guard you was pissed. pissed. They they got the they got the lineup on, in basketball or football, and they were just like, "Hey guys, I need help." <laughs> so, are we double teaming this guy? Like, what's going on? They got the Hulk on their roster. Got to bang him down low. I was never the fastest guy. Wasn't gonna out jump you probably. But uh, I can hip, I can hip check with the best of them, you know. Listen, man, in Iowa high school football, you were probably out jumping some folks. That's true. Yeah, you're no. probably right. Because um, <laughs> I out jumped everybody, and uh, th- at Iowa, that's not the case. So you you probably were doing all right. Now, true story, John. Senior year, Dowling Catholic made their way to Marshalltown High School in the fall. Beat us about yep. 42 to 10 or 42 to 13 or something. But do you remember when I clay Matthewed to your sideline? <laughs> I do not remember this. Thank I God, do remember. Was God. it Hawk? Was it Hawk? Somebody crack blocked you or something. I can't remember. Like you had like, uh, a, yeah, I got hit hard. Yeah. Like you said, you burst like an eye, uh, like a vessel in your eye. Oh yeah. 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 Like if you go that. to my Instagram, you can still see that. I got, um, I think it was I, that game, wasn't it? I don't, yeah, it was that game. And I actually got taken out and I wasn't able to play the final. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I don't know, quarter and a half, not that we really were going to change the outcome of that thing. Um, <laughs> on the sideline, there was like a somebody got like whipped around and an arm flew into my face mask and, it, and That's a, what it was. a nail like got my eye and it, it turned me into like a, an alien for, it was, yeah, it was like red, red, it was weird. Um, when did the recruiting pick up? When, when was it? And what did it look like for you? Cause I, cause you were probably one of the higher recruited recruits in our class. Yeah. How cool was it, dude? How fucking cool was it? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. It was definitely a a pump to the ego. How did you not end up in Palo Alto? (sighs) They didn't offer me. Uh, I thought you yeah. did get offered. I thought Stanford. for sure, dude. The rumor no. was that you had a Stanford offer. Nope. I went out there and visited um, like, a, like a West Coast trip my maybe my junior year. And I saw Oregon and then I saw Stanford and it was really cool. But they, they never pulled the trigger. Um, that started, yeah. Like, Look at how beautiful you are. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. that you is. got Instagram on the, on the computer? You can do oh, that? Dude, yeah, bro. I got it all. Oh, my goodness. You're embarrassing me. No, you, I just wanted to bring it up, but yeah, I was, I was convinced that you had a Stanford offer, but you had other big 10 offers and, and Iowa state. Yeah. Yeah. So it started like junior year. Uh, well going into junior year, um, like I remember going on recruiting trips during basketball season that, 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 that winter, mm-hmm. um, Iowa was the first school to offer. Okay. Uh, and then I think Iowa state came after that and then, uh, who else? Shocker. So, okay. So funny story, George Kittle's dad yep. came to recruit me, uh, from Oklahoma. He came to one of our basketball practices. My, I think it was my junior year before you ever knew George, before I ever knew George, anything about George, his dad came to practice one day. Cause he was still like an assistant, I think down at Oklahoma for a while, Yep. which is funny. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. So he, they came, um, uh, Purdue and let's see, Northern Illinois. Uh, Northern Illinois offered me. Ben Neiman's dad recruited me there. It's kind of funny seeing all these connections, but small circles. And then randomly, I got a call from Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. Wow! And I got an offer down there. Like I'd never talked to them at all. It was wild. Like he just called me on the phone. Like, was this like what is this real life? Hotty toddy, John. I might have gone to the set just to check it out. Serious. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I picked up, it picked up my junior year, but Oh, in Nebraska too. I forgot to mention that. So the two wow. schools that I really seriously considered were Iowa and Nebraska. Um, yeah. just and those shit birds are always an afterthought. <laughs> they, so my dad's, uh, my dad's family's from Nebraska. So okay. like I had to give it a little bit of credence. I wanted to go check it out. Um, but really like, 
Iowa offered first and that really meant a lot to me because mm-hmm. uh, it takes a lot to, I mean, you know, a lot of times when you get an offer, like a lot of other schools would kind of come in after that, but to like be the first one means, means something. It means they're willing to like take a risk and take a shot. Yeah. So um, that, I mean, after a while it became very apparent that that's, that's where I wanted to go. So you, we move into the dorms and it's 2013 and God, I just, you lived with, uh, you were with Ike. You were with Ike. Yeah. And so legendary room on the legendary. second floor. Not a lot of room. In, not a lot of room in that room. There no. Was, it was a tight squeeze. No, you were fitting a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of man meat. Like too many fridges, you know, feet hanging off the edge of the bed. Oh, God. It was an experience. What was it like living with I remember Ike would used to, uh, Ike would used to give uh, people haircuts in that room, too. Oh, yeah. All the time. All the time. Saved a lot of money that way. What was it like? What What was it like living with Ike freshman year? Like, is there a word to describe that experience? Just a lot of food. A lot of food. <laughs> so nothing changed. Like, no, nothing's changed. Like, I want to say, you know, I mean, you guys probably know better than I would, but maybe the f- second bye week, he switched to O line. Like, it wasn't. It didn't take long. Pretty quick. He was like two thirty-five coming in, you know, and he had the. They gave, him, they gave so. him the courtesy. They, they gave him like the courtesy a few months, like, oh yeah, sure, you can be a tight end, knowing full yeah. well. You'll catch the ball, sure. The, <laughs> the problem yeah, is, is that I think if they would have left Ike at tight end, he would have found a way to be in the league right now at tight end. Like probably, I think he's athletic. He's athletic as shit. Yeah. So yeah, he can manage. And maybe so you know we what? used to come home. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I was going to say, you know, he had the Achilles and he, and he dealt with some other injuries. And a lot of that is probably due to the just the it's all weight related. Sheer, it's, it's all it's, it's all because of the weight that he put on his, yeah. his frame at tight end. He might have been healthier and able to do more. Yeah. But I mean, he's still doing all right. Out he's doing all right. So he's doing all right. Yeah. No, I'm just going to say ways of his kids slugging protein shakes Today he looks great. exactly like him his kids oh, are gonna be mates. dude clay's got another be... one now too oh and, and yep congrats to, to second time new dad ike he now has two children uh so shout out to one of the the benton savages i mean that guy him and kate god katie's a what a saint she is she's a saint she's a saint um just a, a great family but anyway that was that was who you were with freshman year. Um, you know what? I just got an idea that we should probably do. I think it'd be hilarious. Is we should start having the women of Benton Street on for guests. <laughs> if we got like Katie and Mick, I think that'd make some great. Guests. That would. That'd be good content. That'd be like a forty episode series from the back house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the the absolute unraveling of Drake Kulik that both of those women have witnessed. They've seen <laughs> they've some seen, despicable seen some shit out of me, dude. Mick and Katie. Oh, so, okay. Uh, okay. We're really going deep here, but this is what it is. It's the three, three, seven Benton podcast right here. Slash three, three, nine with Drake. So obviously it was just the guys who lived in the back house, but I mean, Damn, near the end of our our careers, I th- actually Mick did live in the house for a while. Yeah, with Josie in the one room, and Katie, Katie was always she was always there. So it was really like a house with six people in it, 
And then at any point in time, there was also, you know, we were up there or back there from the front house or there was other teammates there or other friends. Yeah. I mean, that house had like 10 people in it at all times. Yeah. It was and a place to be. It was a great setup. The women of Benton, that would be, Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll, you know what, Kev, we'll, we'll hang that on the, on the, on the post-it board Put it in Put it in and yep. just let it marinate a little bit. <laughs> and then do we include all of the women? Well, that's men. why I said it might be a 40 episode <laughs> series, but uh, anyway, so we get to Iowa city. What was your expectations of, uh, of, of Iowa football division one football, John, as, and this is just me being insecure as a five ten fat kid from Marshalltown. But like, I would have killed to have what you had walking in just because the whole thing is like, oh, everyone's bigger. Everybody's faster. Yeah. And that was the case for me. I mean, I wasn't bigger or faster either than anyone. And I also had Drake psycho ass as a roommate. And he was like, he was lean enough to compete in bodybuilding shows when we walked into Hillcrest. So, yeah, I I, you know, that. like, and he was, you know, he had his own issues that we had the crotch to... rocket. I remember all that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the brass knuckles and everything. So man, I was like a deer in headlights. How did you feel coming in? Um, yeah, not too bad. Uh, Dowling, I think did a really good job preparing, preparing me for, I mean, in a certain uh, sense, like nothing can prepare you for what came because it was sure. just like so much more structured and more intense than anything that had come before. But Dowling really did do a good job of like, um, yeah, getting me ready for, I mean, we did things by the book in high school. Yep. Um, so coming in to, to Iowa was like, well, I know I just got to put my nose down and work, you know, like just mm -hmm. shut up and do my work, you know, because I got a long ways to go uh specifically you know being a tight end spot we had uh cj fedorowicz there my freshman year decent uh decent you know you want to talk about just a massive human being yeah. like i think he played at like 265 and, and he was like nimble it was nimble yeah um and who else uh ray hamilton doozy hank george god that's so i knew like i knew <laughs> There was a lot of guys in the room. It's like, I just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back down at the bottom of the totem pole. I'm just going to like keep my mouth shut and my eyes and my ears open and learn as much as I can. And, uh, you know, try to stay out of trouble and just do the right thing. And yeah, I, I, it wasn't, it wasn't, I would say as much of a, um, a shock to my system as I think maybe some of the other guys coming in just sure. cause I had gone to a school that was, it was pretty structured. That makes sense. Um, as time went on, it, we're tight end you, by the way, if you didn't know. Uh, and we're coming out with a shirt, so. I like that. Um, Sign me up. Your football career, the representation of the rest of our time at Iowa, did not pan out like Fant, Hawkinson. Um, really, those two. I don't even include George because George wasn't George in college. Um, that is true, yeah. How did you, you, you were injured our second year in 2014. And do you see that as something that wrong place, wrong time kind of kept you back from maybe reaching your potential as a tight end? Or how do you view 
how your career, your football career on the field played out. You it's not because it's not to say you didn't contribute. You got on the field, played some special teams a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little and, bit. Yeah. And did something that a lot of people don't do, which is finish through the program. I mean, you ran out on senior day. You've got the, I mean, you've got the picture right here to prove it. You've got the the pinstripe bowl. I mean, you remember more of the pinstripe bowl than Kevin does. Everybody, <laughs> everybody does. Um, what, in your own words, describe kind of your time through the end of Iowa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was hard, man. Like I'm gonna be honest. Um, yeah. Coming in with coming in with certain you know personal expectations, maybe expectations from family and friends, uh, you know, high school coaches, um, uh, fellow teammates, what have you, like having that not pan out was really difficult, really difficult. And, you know, I did, I did get hurt, um, early on. I tore my ACL the spring of my freshman year, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the business of making excuses. Excuses (laughs) Uh, That certainly set me back. They're for wusses, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, yes, exactly. Like he can, he can wrestle without any ACL. So like, I'm not going to complain about tearing one and, and coming back, you know? So, um, it did set me back for a little while, but it was early on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Um, not seeing like the fruits of my labor and like putting in the work every day and not being able to run out there. And there's a lot of stories like that. Yep. You know, there's a lot of stories like that, that you don't hear about. Um, and you know, could I have possibly gone somewhere else and maybe had a better chance of getting on the field? Sure. Um, did you ever consider that? No, no, not, not, not in not, the least, not even at all. No. Wow. No, I, I had made the commitment there and they had been honoring it too. Um, you know, cause I think people forget, um, like scholarships are year to year. They have to re-up that every year. Yep. At least it was when I was there. I think it's still the case now. Yeah. Drake um, knows. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, that meant a lot to me. And like, I wanted to finish up. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted Drake. to finish up. That, that, was, that was, that was hard. <laughs> that was fucking it, harsh. Sorry. You guys take, you shit on me all the time. And I feel so bad that that was bad. I'm sorry. Man. Oh man. I'm, I'm, I'm not hurt at all. It's been discussed. General managers ask questions to find the right players. Like, do they have ice in their veins when you're hiring? You can use Indeed assessments to make sure you find the right candidates with the skills you need. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. And with Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with skills you need. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. That was bad. Um, anyway, John, sorry. No, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. It's the harsh um, reality that is uh, Division One college football. I mean, it, yeah. it is a representation of, the, of what John was saying, though. Like, they are year to year. Yeah, and they continue to honor that. And I was like, well, I want to finish out, you know, I'm not a quitter. Um, You know, are my chances of getting on the field very high? Realistically? No. Um, But uh, for me, I mean, I love football. I love being on the team, 
my my perspective on things was i think a little bit broader though like i was really committed to my schoolwork and i wanted to stay there part of the reason why i went to iowa because they had a good business school mm-hmm. um and it was just going to be too much to work to like up and leave like i made all these friends here um it was just not something that ever really crossed my mind seriously like i wanted to you mentioned like senior day i wanted to run out on senior day you know hug and kiss my mom and dad and say like i made it through you know because it's not for everybody not everybody can do that. So, um, God, that was kind of my motivation. Yeah. It's not and easy. Res- man. It's not easy. It's not even close to easy. The m- amount of respect that Kevin, me, Drake, I-, I think there was only, you know, aside from us four, I think there was only 10 other guys in our class that did it that year. And two of them were Ben and miles from the class yeah. that didn't redshirt. So right. you're talking about 37 guys and 12 of us made it four of us sitting here on this podcast, I don't have the same respect or, you know, I, I don't look at those other guys the same way. Not that I don't respect them as people, but you're just on a higher level because you went through that, especially someone like you, or we've talked about Gaffey, um, Hewlett, Hewlett. Connor they did this, I like Connor didn't, didn't go all the way through senior day. I guess you're right. You, um, he, he made it Con- pretty far. Connor's though. close though. He made it all the way to the very last year. And Connor, then he's like, you know what? I've I'm going to focus him. on my real he's life. Doing, he's doing other stuff. things now. Yeah. yeah. We got respect for him on a higher level for other reasons because he's just yeah. way better at life. Moves. Um, <laughs> yeah. Him and Manders, they, they left right after that last, yeah. right before that yeah, last Manders year. Too. Shoot. Um, and so it's just like, that's so, that's so tough, man. And it's, it's it incredibly something to be respected. Um, and it's, it's wild to hear to, for me that you didn't have any internal dialogue, but you are, you were always committed to school much more than I was. Um, and you're a guy of, of big faith and how did that play a role in your football career Yeah. in regards to just knowing that this was your path and it's what you wanted to do, because that was always a large part of who you are still today and we'll get there, but who you were in college as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I wasn't always that way. That's, that's for sure. Um, and in, in, in a lot of ways, like I wouldn't be where I'm at today uh, if, if I hadn't gone through what I did in college and really like wrestled yep. um, just with, I mean, you guys talked about, I just listened to the thing that you released today of the previous podcast from, from gosh, two years ago about, just mental health and specifically like this sort of crisis of identity that you have mm-hmm. um, post uh, post college, post post uh, athletic career. And I was thinking about that. And like, in a lot of ways, what you guys were kind of processing after we got done in 2017, you know, pinstripe bowl, I had already kind of been going through for a couple of years um, yeah. really like struggling with like, you know, that the injury my freshman year was, tough lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Physically, but, but as anybody I think would tell you, mentally even more so. That grind, um, just, is, it, you don't even wish it upon your enemies. No. It's so hard on you. It, you just feel you just feel isolated. The rehab, you're not really, you don't feel like you're so much part of the team, even especially, unfortunately, with Kinnick, like the sidelines are so small. Like I was watching games in the stands. I was riding my moped to the stadium on Saturday mornings. I'm like, I'm supposed to be out there with, with, with the boys, you know, and yep. I can't even do that. It was really tough. Um, and, and for a while, I was in a pretty dark spot. And around that time, I'd gotten involved with um, Athletes in Action, which is uh, evangelical sports ministry that they have on campus. You, might, you guys might remember uh, Jim Goodrich. Yep. Um, met a lot of students through there. And it's funny because you guys talk so much about identity. Uh, that was like the core principle for Athletes in Action because it was a Christian ministry, but it was focused on ministry to student athletes. And at big division one schools where, hey, you know, like I've been an athlete my whole life. This is who I am. You know, this is how I introduce myself to people, what have you um, to get there. And for me, it was earlier on where I'm like, things aren't panning out, man. You know, like I'm not I'm not getting playing time. I'm like embarrassed by it. I'm frustrated. You know, all the emotions. Um, they really preached identity. Where is your identity at? You know, like, are you just kind of the sum total of your athletic achievements? Uh, and you know, if you subscribe to that idea, man, you are going to be all over the place. You know how it goes. Some days you'll have a good, welcome practice. to the Drake Kulik show, ladies and gentlemen, John yeah, Wiz just described it to a T <laughs> dude. So many people go through it seriously. Like, and it doesn't get talked about all that much. Cause you know, it's a high pressure environment. There's a lot of testosterone, you know, and it's like, you gotta, you gotta act like nothing phases you. But man, like there's a lot of pressure to perform well and, and to meet expectations. You know, we think about scholarship guys versus non-scholarship guys. Like, what the heck am I doing? I'm not on the field, that kind of thing. Um, and just kind of in and through that ministry, like it really woke me up to like take a step back again, sort of take a broader perspective and be like, uh, I love football, man. But like life is so much bigger than football. And, and for me, my faith has been, been the rock that I've, I've really grounded everything on and no matter what happens on the field and things got a lot better from that point on. It's like, no matter what happens on the field, um, you know, my identity is in Christ and, um, you know, come what may, I'm going to bust my ass. I'm going to do everything I can to be a good teammate. Um, but I'm not going to let that, you know, mess me up inside when I don't, you know, have the, the success that I'd like to, you know, so that really helped me early on in, in my career. That's, um, that's so interesting to hear that you went through some of the stuff that we kind of verbally expressed in that episode in the middle of still playing, having to figure that out. And I think Drake could probably attest to this too, having to figure that out as a 19, 20 year old. I mean, it's, it was, it was tough to go through at 23, 24 to some extent. I still feel like even today I am. I think we probably, maybe we don't, but I think we all probably all have these thoughts of like, who am I? Like, what is and who is Tyler Kluver? If I meet somebody who's never met me before, knows nothing about what's my, what do I care about? And who, and who am I as a person? 
And what do I rest on as what makes me, me and to figure, and I'm still figuring that out. Fitness is a huge part of my life. Now, Kev is now officially in the office, uh, made it home from, uh, for whoever's watching the YouTube version and to figure all that out and to think that you were doing that. And and a lot of people do at 20 while juggling the academics, the schedule of division one athletics. That is wild, man. That is wild. And just, it just builds the respect level because that's a lot to go through. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I had no other choice, really. I had no other choice. Like I was, I was in a pretty, pretty rough spot that let's see, it would have been fall of 2014 because I was still rehabbing at that point. Uh, I was, yeah, I was not in a good place. Um, And that, and just to be selfish real quick, that I, I, there's oftentimes when I realize as an adult, as we grow up where I was like, damn, I should have been like, I missed on that. And that makes me feel like a shitty roommate because I probably should have checked in or like talked to you more or something that, like that. It goes both ways, man. I mean, I know Kev mentioned that too. Like there has to be a two way street. And, and again, something that guys, I think in particular guys struggle with is like just being honest, you know, like admitting that you're struggling with stuff and not just trying to internalize everything to the point that it just like sort of boils over, you know, cause that's right. very easy to do as, as men. So mm-hmm. Yeah, especially as highly competitive alpha male type guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually the easier choice to not talk to somebody about right. it. Right, it's prideful, you know. It's like nothing, mm-hmm. nothing can, nothing can get to me, you know. Like I'm not going to admit my weaknesses. Like it's, it's no way to go through life, really. So then, as time went on, it obviously you said it got better, and then that's kind of is that that was your anchor sort of through the rest of your career. Yeah, for sure. Cool. For sure. Uh, it got to the point where I didn't get so anxious about, I mean, it wasn't just on the field stuff. It was in the weight room too. You know, like, am I going to meet my times? Am I going to meet my weights? Like all these kinds of things, everything is measured. Um, it got to the point where I, I didn't care so much and I don't want to make it sound like I didn't care about performing. I certainly did. Like I was going to bust my ass and do everything I could to improve. And I actually, um, like my senior year, um, my, my numbers in the weight room got a lot better than they had been previously. And a lot of that had to do with just playing free and, and lifting free and not being so anxious about stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it, it really did. It really did ground me for the rest of my time there. You happen to play the position with a couple guys that are really okay. good. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to hear in your words, what makes those guys so good. Um, and then I also want to hear like, and I'm just assuming, and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I also want to hear your thoughts on coach woods mm, and, yeah. and your perspective as a player playing for him, because we all love coach woods and he's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Um, and I'd love to hear for someone who actually sat in the room with him uh, day in, day out, kind of what you learned from him and, and what you took away off the field from coach woods, but Noah Hawk Kittle talk about yeah. those guys. Oh man. Oh gosh. Where do I start? Um, George, George is a ham. Whenever anybody asks me about George, that's like the first thing that comes to mind. Dude's a ham. Like he just loves to be in the spotlight and he has done such a good job of uh, marketing himself. Uh, and you could see that in college a little bit, but like, you know, like, 
KF and, and Doyle kind of pulled the reins in on that. And um, he was, he was always gifted, you know, it was always a matter of like, when is he going to start really um, taking care of his body? I think he would admit that himself, you know, and he oh, started yeah, he... to towards the end of his career and yep. like just took off because he was just so raw, so much just raw athleticism. And he's fun to watch, like just super explosive um, and not a big guy in college. Like people forget, uh, I think Rose Bowl oh, game. Cat. He was, he was two twenty. He was playing at two twenty in the Rose Bowl. He had yeah. gotten sick that week. I don't know if you guys remember that he had, he got some bug. Yeah, he lost um, like eight pounds that week, but yeah, because yeah. I saw him hand facing his hands at the Dave and Busters. And I was like, <laughs> damn, what did George do to get he himself in his trouble room. at Disney world, bro? He, he didn't leave his room for like two days, man. Like, and then I found out that he was actually sick. I thought he was in yeah. trouble with KF. <laughs> no, he was not feeling good. But yeah, people forget that. I mean, he probably topped at what, maybe 235, 240 maybe. while he was at Iowa. Maybe. But like, I mean, he could block anybody. That's the crazy because he was just so quick. And the same thing with the same thing with with Noah and TJ. I still remember uh, it was Noah's in, incoming freshman, like during the summer. And we're just out there. Like it was the first time that we've been out running routes. And I see this dude come out of this cut, and I'm like, I'm in trouble, boys. <laughs> like, there's there's no chance. Like, this guy you thought is you so thought to fast. yourself, well, that isn't in like, my repertoire. Okay, so. I can't do that. You know, like he was just so freaky athletic. You know, could jump out of the gym and was just so incredibly explosive. And that's especially with with blocking. Like, just first step is so important mm-hmm. to be able to get your foot in the ground before somebody else does. And like those two guys did that incredibly well. TJ was just like smooth. You know? Smooth smooth you know nice feet hands solid hands he's like you know people forget but like hank hank was a stud like he was a go-to guy and he got his he got he got a shot in the the league too for a little bit he did yeah yeah he he was i mean he was getting his number called on third down all the time yep that that year um and he deserves a shout out for sure because that guy was i mean he's just a man we gotta have hank on bad you should hank's down here with me in tucson he's down in tucson is he, is really? he really yeah i was at we we're at george's bachelor party on uh bachelor party because obviously he's still married or he's already married but he he had it out in scottsdale and yeah hank was in here Does he still have the flip phone hank yeah I don't think he still has a flip phone. No, but Hank looks very, very similar to me right now. Does he got the beard going still? <laughs> big beard and well, not a big beard anymore. It's a tamed beard, okay. but uh, beard and long hair. Yeah, he's just he's just a stallion. Like there's no other way to put it. The man is a legend. He he was just so consistent throughout his career and that 2015 season like yeah i mean he came through in the clutch so many times best hands i've ever seen yeah could catch anything he can so anyway coach woods yeah what do you think about him yeah no um it was um it was a hard transition to make i would say going from coach hernandez to coach woods and Mm, yeah i forgot about that yeah, yeah to, to have a, a coaching change in between. That was as tough on him, I think, as it was on us, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a good man. He still will reach out to me, um, text me, you know, thinking about you, um, you know, wish the family Merry Christmas, all this this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. No, um, I had a good experience with him. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because 
you, you wish you would have gotten more of a shot, but at the same time, it's like, look at the guys that are in front of you, you know, right. like, how can you not play a guy like Noah fan? How can you not play a guy like TJ Hawkinson guys yeah. that just have so much raw talent? Um, so, yeah. I, I always liked coach Woods because he, he was so worried about when he came. So then he made another switch and he switched to special teams our senior year, not full special teams coach, but special teams coordinator. Now he actually is with the specialists every day inside their room. And he was so worried about being a student of the coaching position. He's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know shit about special. Like when he first came in, he's like, clue, you got to help me. I don't, I don't know. Like what, what should I, what do I tell the snappers? I don't know anything about snapping it. And he was always so worried about, I mean, he just, his work ethic to just get better and learn was, was yeah. very, crazy. very conscientious, very yeah. conscientious was always, you know, in on film and to go, you know, I mean, obviously you're going against linebackers a lot. So as a linebacker coach, um, you kind of know tight end tendencies, you know, what kind of routes they're running, but to make that switch and to go from offense to defense is not an easy thing to do, especially obviously at that level, you know, so credit to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ran into our man, coach woods on, uh, on Saturday. Is he really? Where at? Uh, the View. Ah, uh-huh, yes, around town, of course. <laughs> of course, yeah, exactly. Uh, Kevin's Kevin's but, king of Iowa City now. So I am. I am. <laughs> I actually couldn't walk out of the house that day and not see somebody I knew. Yeah, kind of pissed my girlfriend off. But uh, at no, they were having um. So for uh, recruiting trips now, they take the parents out too. So like when the kids go off with their hosts or whatever, they took the parents up to view and there's a bunch of coaches there. I ran into all of them. It was pretty cool. Good spot. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I'm on your Instagram first of all, and I see Hank and you and Pete and Ray. Hashtag Hank. Incredible guy. But then I also see, I, I forget that the other Dowling product and good friend of John Wiz is Matt Hawk, who, Played for Arizona State. He was a receiver, punter for Dowling, and now went to the went to the Dolphins. Played there for like three or four years. Now plays with Ike in Buffalo. So, I've, how, how's our guy Matt? When's the last time you talked to him? Uh, like two hours ago. Oh, really? <laughs> He's back um, home for like a week or so. So he actually came back. A good friend of mine from high school got ordained a priest this past weekend. So Matt drove back from Buffalo for that. Wow. Um, I don't know if you would have remembered Reed at all. He was a state champion, not state champion, state qualifier wrestler, but he was a um, Last name? middle middle linebacker, Reed Flood. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, played middle linebacker for us, uh, stud athlete. Um, but anyway, Matt was back in town for that. And um, also he reached out to me about, yeah, good dude. Wiz, um, how many middle linebackers do you think turn priests on average? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Not Every year many. in high Not school many, football, many. how many starting middle linebackers go on to be priests? You don't Not, hear that very often. Not this one. Muscatines <laughs> did not. <laughs> no. Well, hey, you know Andrew, though? Uh, what's his last name? Ra- Rowan Bueller? Rowan Bueller? Yeah. I, I, I played with Luke. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he uh, he's – I don't know if he's ordained yet, but I met him up in St. Thomas, and he said okay. to say hello. I meant, I meant to mention that. That dude's – I see him in the gym sometimes. I'm like, holy crap. Who is so and the, here's, here's the funny thing. Since you mentioned it, it's uh, unbelievable that we made it all the way back to the Rombuler family. But uh, Mrs. Rombuler is actually my, uh, 
how am I going to forget when you're 16 or 17 in church, you, you go through this the classes confirmation. She is my confirmation sponsor. No kidding. Yeah. Luke is a lifelong friend, but we grew up playing all sports together forever. We went to Hayes Catholic school together, central middle school, Muscatine high school. Um, Dang, Andrew Rombular is an absolute 10 out of 10, and he was the hottest commodity in Muscatine out of every male in the entire si- uh, city. But um, he was going to be a priest, and he was like, I'm, I'm not interested in you ladies. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, I think he's, he's either got one more year or he just got ordained. I'm not sure. Um, I would have seen him a couple months ago. Shout out to the Rombular family. Absolute cool. legends. Love you guys. Hope you're doing well. So you mentioned St. Thomas, John, after we graduated, you pursued a master's in theology. That is correct. Yeah. So I had a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I finished my, um, the master's degree I did at Iowa in, um, well, the official title of the degree is uh, leisure studies, (laughs) which doesn't sound so great, you know, but. uh, So in in 20 years, they're going to come out with the the John Wiz scandal like ham- where you didn't take real classes right i just learned uh, i learned a hammock or something like that no it was basically sports business right um and i did that uh let's see it would have been the uh, well my fifth year of eligibility so that fall and then the following spring and then during the summer i did an internship with the i cubs that would have been 2018 and i was out of iowa city at that point mm-hmm. and then in the fall i was actually down in phoenix uh drake um in mesa working for the uh the Arizona fall league, which is, uh, like the top, uh, all the top prospects from the MLB, uh, minor league system come in and play basically like, um, like it's like grad school for, for baseball players. It's like all the, the top guys. They want to see the top talent play each other. And I was down there, um, for like just a seasonal internship, basically running the um, spring training, spring training stadium for the Cubs, uh, Sloan park. Mesa is and- a shithole. Yeah, I didn't venture into Mesa all that often. I was in Scottsdale most of the time. That's okay. where I stayed. Scottsdale, anyway. not so much, but Mesa is not a nice place. Yeah, I, I wasn't over there all that often. I, I, um, the stadium around the stadium was very nice, but it was it was very close to the edge of town. But um, yeah, I did that for three or four months, and during my time down there, I had decided, you know, it's cool of an opportunity as this is. Um, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's something more out there that I, that I wanted to do. And it just wasn't, I just knew it wasn't where I felt like I was being called. So uh, the spring of 2019, I moved up to St. Paul and started school up there. And how was that? Are you like, uh, I mean, I don't want to like, what, what is theology? Is that like, what is theology study of God? What is life, um, man? What is life? I mean, it's 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 metaphysics, it's philosophy, it's the study of the church. It's okay. um, it's a it's a well-rounded. Yeah, it's okay. it's stuff from a thirty thousand foot view. So, I mean, the, the the easiest comparison is with philosophy, okay. um, and learning about church teaching, learning about the Bible. Um, okay. Yeah, moving up there was it was a unique experience because you know you go from 
being a football player for five years at Iowa where, you know, like everybody knows who you are. Everybody loves football. They're, they're big into, into Hawkeye athletics too. Now I'm in class with people that, you know, don't know anything about sports could care less about sports. You know, right. like the guy that I worked for, I joke about, he didn't even know who Bo Jackson was. Oh dear. Am I like, when I heard that, my mouth just like fell to the floor. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You know, like, it's like, you don't know, do you know who Michael Jordan is? You know, like, what this kind of thing, but it was, it was refreshing for me to be in that situation where you just realize again, like as much as, as we love football, like life is so much bigger than that. And there's a lot more going on than just sports. And to be in that situation where that was completely put to the side and, you know, I could actually focus more on my academics and like, studying and and um, going to office hours and because I'm a nerd at heart I mean you guys probably know that I've always been kind of a geek and um, I, I joke too like I didn't I didn't check out a single book from the library during undergrad at Iowa not a single one and then the last two years I worked at the library at St. Thomas I didn't so things to, have changed a little bit I didn't bit. go to the library in undergrad <laughs> yeah unless I was doing like a group project maybe that was about it um, I had a class but, there and I still never showed up <laughs> I didn't know uh, they had books in the library. I thought they, they do. Got, I guess not they got rid of them all. They're there. Yeah. No, I mean, believe it or not, they're not all digitized yet. So uh, So how long was your time at St. Thomas? <clears throat> two years. Um Damn. Yeah. I thought uh I thought I was gonna crank through it in a year, and that just did not happen. It was just so much more reading than I thought it was gonna be. Tough. And it's not really something that I wanted to to rush anyways. It's something sure. I mean, this subject in particular, you really have to chew on and digest, you know? Um, so yeah, I started in, um, uh, spring of 2019 and finished in, uh, well, a couple months ago. So, and then now you're in what I'm home in Des Moines. Okay. So you're back in Des Moines and now what are you doing? So I'm in a bit of a transition period right now. Um, I finished school last month and uh, back in March, I actually decided that I'm entering uh, a religious order. So a lot of Catholics don't even know about this. So you have diocesan priesthood. You also have religious life, which is an entirely different thing. Um, and uh, what are you doing? doing Dominicans or Franciscans? I Kev knows. Kev knows. Uh, oh. Dominicans. 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 All right. Yeah. So I, I, um, I met them during my time at St. Thomas. I worked in campus ministry up there um, and was just really impressed with their work. They have a really serious commitment to study. Um, that's something that I'm passionate about. I mean, you find me in my free time, about 95% of the time, I'm probably reading a book. Um, and yeah, I mean, their, their work really impressed me. I think it's important work that they're doing. And um, I decided like, I'm going to give it a shot. And it's, it's a long road. I'll have six years of formation before I um, am ordained the priest, um, you know, God willing, we'll see what happens um, at any point, you know, for four or five years uh, up until then, I, I don't, uh, I can back out at any point, just knowing that, okay, this isn't necessarily the route that I'm supposed to be going on. So um, it's not like I'm signing my life away on day one, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, it just feels do like. They, do those guys allow NIL rights? <laughs> <laughs> you, are you looking at pictures? I'm kidding. Oh, uh, it's funny because they wear they wear um, what's called a habit. So have you, you ever seen a picture of a monk? They're wearing a robe, essentially. It's a white robe, you know, and there's this there's this line. Uh, so you're going to be a monk? 
Uh, not a monk per se. I'm, di- I'm sorry. I'm disrespectful. This is a conversation no, no, that I, I don't deserve. So many people, so many people don't understand it. You know, there's we, and a lot John of and I, I had good. John and I time. had good conversations in college too about this because uh, I, I we have we haven't gone deep into this, but I am probably on the opposite side of John oh, as, yeah. far, oh. as far as how deep into religion I am. Um, but I do respect it, and I as we get older, I find that uh, it that in a way everyone is religious to something. Um, that is the truth. I, I'm You're, curious. All worship something. Yeah. I'm curious theology, the last two years at, at St. Thomas, what did you find out about yourself or maybe what was, what became more clear about mm-hmm. who you are and, and, and what you're about as opposed to when we were in the just get up and go all day long life of Iowa city and, and division one football. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about my time at Iowa, I think of this quote that's, it's often attributed to Albert Einstein. I mean, but there's so much stuff that's attributed to him. So who knows if he actually said it, but it's something to the effect of, um, if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, uh, it will go its whole life thinking that it's a bad fish, you know? And for me, um, during my time at Iowa, I felt sometimes like that, where I was a fish trying to climb a tree. Um, I loved sports growing up. I loved sports in college. Um, but at a certain point, like I began to realize, again, with this sort of identity thing, I began to realize like that was not my calling. Um, and it, it was hard for me to realize that, you know, because again, that was my whole life. Um, that, was, that was my identity. That's, that's how people knew me. Um, and once I got done with football, it, it was like the lights kind of came on in a certain sense, like the shackles were thrown off in the sense of like, okay, physically we're done with the workouts, but also like mentally I was able to like really get into my schoolwork and focus on reading in a way that I hadn't, hadn't been able to, when you guys know how it goes, like you're yeah. spending all this time uh, devoting your, your mental energy as much as your physical energy to football. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got up to St. Thomas, it was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is my element. You know, it sounds like it's, it sounds like you were finally challenged in a way that you felt like you could fully attack the challenge. Yes. Yeah. And I just found something I was so passionate about, um, philosophy, theology, just reading about history and culture and all these things that I think are so important, especially today for people to be informed on. So there's a lot going on, obviously. Um, I just came alive. I came alive in a way that I, that I didn't in college. And I, again, I don't regret one minute of my time in Iowa. I loved it. Um, it was also like one of the, probably the most difficult thing I've had to go through in my life. Um, but it's, it's shaped me into the person that I am today. And um, I don't regret a single minute of it. <clears throat> That's incredible. I'm happy for you. Appreciate um, that. Because I can't wait for John to give me last rights before. I <laughs> God willing. God willing. That's what Kevin it's a got long time down the road, Kevin. Kevin. We'll see, man. We don't know. We never know. don't know. Um, oh, my goodness. Memento mori, man. Remember um, death. That's what the Stoics say. So before we let you go, John, because I don't want to keep you forever. The first week that we moved in to Benton Street, you ate Jimmy John's 20, 20 meals in a row. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, why did you eat Jimmy John's 20 meals in a row? And, and then also based on, uh, also along with that, 
Um, there, there was a point, and I don't mean to, to throw you on blast here, but it's just one of Kevin and I's fondest memories uh, of you. And um, you were you were confused at how to make scrambled eggs. Our, oh no, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> Kevin made scrambled eggs one day, and I heard from I do my, remember this. I heard from my bedroom. Oh no! Go, go, what are you, Kev? What are you making? And he's like, scrambled eggs. And he's like. John goes, oh, yeah, I don't, I've never made those. How do, you, how do you do that? How do you make scrambled eggs? And I was like, John doesn't know how to make scrambled eggs. Oh, man. So I, I, I'm sorry, man. I, I had to put you on blast. It's just a little bit. I'm, I was not an expert chef my freshman year or my sophomore year, for that matter, Did or you, probably for most of my career. Have you, have you made grounds in your – I have made grounds, yes. Okay. Cool. I've certainly – cool. I, I make scrambled eggs on a regular basis, so that, uh, things are good there. That's good. Um, yeah, and I've branched I, I out so with my cooking. I was so dumbfounded when you asked me <laughs> I forgot about that. My God. <laughs> that was one of the better yeah. I honestly have forgotten about that too until Kluge just brought it up. The menu, the menu was pretty restricted around the house for me for a while. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't a lot of stuff it, getting made. I if and and this was before the you know like all you can eat meals and stuff. This was before mm-hmm. like DoorDash or anything like that. I imagine John Wiz would have been a big DoorDash guy uh, that first probably. few weeks of summer. Probably. Um, well, Jimmy John's deliver. That's probably why. Uh, yeah, I mean that's freaky fast, man. You can always count on him. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you eat nowadays? I mean, you look healthy, look fit. What, what's the, what's the diet look like? How does John keep it, keep it clean? You know, for the son of a dietitian, uh, you would think I eat better than I do. Yeah, I, I haven't. Um, I don't know. I'm not like you guys, where I'm, I'm like super. Do you still work out? Particular about. Um, this summer, I have not. I will say I dropped the ball, but I, I usually, when I was up at St. Thomas. Um, two, three times a week. I'm in maintenance mode though. You know, I, I swore to myself after I got done with college, I was not putting a barbell on my back ever again. And I think I've, I've stayed, I've stayed true to that, that promise. I just, I don't know. I, uh, you know, what's so, free sad. Stuff. what's so sad is you still squat more than me and I know it. And you know, so, you know, what's funny, the, one of the funniest things I can't, I still can't decide if it's a compliment or not, but one of the funniest things DeMarco ever said to me in the weight room was, Wiz, you're not as strong as you look. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad. I was like, I didn't know what to say. I was like flabbergasted. I'm like, on the one hand, you know, like, thanks, but no thanks, you know. We all know, obviously, that's not a compliment. Hey, I had every strength coach on the staff tell me that at one point or multiple. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's, hey, hey, you look good, man. You're a good looking guy. It. Yeah. I You're better it. looking than the three of us. <laughs> I, I, I need to get back on the workout train though. I've been off of it for a couple of weeks now and I'm just kind so, of in this weird limbo stage, if you will. One of my buddies, dad, he went to a Catholic high school. I mean, so this would have been back in the seventies now. And uh, it was an all boys school. So they were taught by brothers, you know, monks. And mm-hmm. he said they were all the best boxers like in the city. Really? So that's what they did. That's after, after, after um, school, um, church uh, business, like they boxed. And no so kidding. if you ever got in trouble, they, they you, you wouldn't get detention. You had to fight go. the monk. Oh yeah. You'd have that's to box. Legendary. 
Drake would have been all about that school. That's legendary. I mean, until I got my ass whooped by these monks that knew what they were doing, and then I, it would just add ins or injury to insult. Yeah, that would have. <laughs> That would have yeah, been so you, you can see if they're still doing that. I think it probably was a Dominican school. I mean, mo- most of the high schools out there are Dominican. I think. Well, you know Fenwick, right, Kev? What's that? Fenwick High School. I'm yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, that's a Dominican-run school, so you know that could be me at some point. Yeah, it would have been Brother Rice. Brother yeah, Rice. No, that would have been like Christian Brothers. I think. <laughs> okay. So, so if all goes to plan, right now in six years, you're ordained. Uh, yeah. Yep. Thereabouts. It's a long time from now and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what God has in mind, but, um, yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal. Well, if you could talk to him and just ask what he has in mind for me too, that'd be great. Cause I would love to, sometimes it just doesn't, you can ask him too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I have his number. Um, ask him where your sleeves went. He nobody God, knows. Nobody God knows, including know. including God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. They've they've all been looking for a while. Um, <laughs> Drake's up there. I fucking hate you, dude. <laughs> oh man. Well, John, this was this was awesome, dude. I I miss you, and I miss everybody. Like when I see someone like you, and we get to talk to you. Like we talk to Connor. We talk to anyone that comes on it just feels it like we're makes you miss the good old days man. it makes yeah, me feel man. like we're back in 337 benton you know and we're getting old man it's crazy are you yeah. uh are you coming to town for the reunion here in a couple of weeks when is it exactly 17th 18th yeah i'm gonna be out by then i'm gonna be gone <sighs> gone yeah otherwise i'd be there living in the temple wish i could be there in spirit um that's it uh Kev, Drake, anything else? No, man, I don't want to keep him any longer. And uh, I feel like he did a hell of a job with turning this podcast in a different direction than it usually goes. So, yeah, it's been that's an honor, for, gentlemen. That's for sure. John, I, I thank just you got so- I want to get off my chest. Okay. Is, remember when we got hammered out downtown one time? <laughs> and instead of going to McDonald's, you took me to come and go. <laughs> when? I remember this too. <laughs> I was very I don't upset. <laughs> This is Come my second favorite memory of John. Sorry, John, we're putting you on. I don't even remember this. We 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 were we were you know we had a few pops. Yeah, and instead of telling the Uber driver to turn left into McDonald's, I was horrified when we turned right into come and go. And that's <laughs> and what got let out hot dog or something, and I just like came out there with like a loaf of bread or something. Oh man, I do remember that now because they did have fire <laughs> cheddar worst. They had these; yeah. they were really good. I Kevin, the that. next morning goes. I look at Kev. Kev rolls out his hairs, his his hair the next day. He'd stagger out. Uh, sometimes no clothes for those who want to imagine it, and. He, I go, Kev, what was, you know, cause I wasn't out that night. I go, Kev, how was last night? He goes, John and I came home in the same, in the same Uber. We went to fucking come and go. I'm like, what? Don't sleep on come and go, man. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, I ended up getting a loaf of bread. I was like, <laughs> why did you guys go to come of all the places? Poncheros, McDonald's. He's like, I don't know. John was just like, come and go's got good shit. <laughs> and so we went to come and go. <laughs> oh man. Uh the John Wiz stories, man. Good times. Oh, yeah. There's more. There's always more. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I, I really 
think and hope that the fans enjoy this episode. They there's there's nary an episode that they don't. So um and they like the guest episodes because they get tired of listening to our asses. <laughs> mostly me. Um and just yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. Appreciate the invite. It's good to see you boys. It's been way too long. Way oh, yeah, too man. long. Absolutely. Episode 229 of the Wash Up Walk-Ons. This was our 4th of July podcast. Um, We'll be back on Thursday with another episode. We'll talk to you then. Peace. I'm MJ Acosta-Ruiz. And I'm Lindsay Zarniak. And together we'll be hosting the On Her Her Turf Turf podcast. podcast. This summer, On Her Turf is hosting a daily Olympics podcast that focuses exclusively on women's sports and the amazing women competing in Tokyo. We'll bring you interviews with Olympians and in-depth analysis on your favorite teams. Plus, we're going to talk about some of the challenges still facing women's sports today. So join us daily at On Her Turf as we cover all the excitement of the Tokyo Olympics. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and be sure to follow on her turf on Twitter and Instagram too. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.